More roster decisions have been made by the Chicago White Sox with the official announcements coming on Wednesday. Uh, Mike Clevenger's final tune-up before the regular season was anything but smooth, and Hanser Alberto had a scare when he got hit in the hand during Monday's game against the Cubs. Sox have one more spring training game to go before all the focus shifts to Houston. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. And I really mean that. I've been hearing from uh, so many fans uh, over the last week or so that have come back to White Sox podcasts with the season coming up. So uh, welcome back. Thank you for continuing to pass this podcast along uh, to other White Sox fans uh, in your life. Any questions and comments? Uh, you can get those in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, uh, our Chicago White Sox have a spring training record 12-13 and 13, with a few ties. Uh, had another one of those uh, on Monday against the Cubs. Uh, there, Believe it or not, there is one game left. Uh, I can't believe it. I feel like, you know, the offseason, creating White Sox content and you know, the, the uh, GM meetings and, uh, you know, what, what were the Sox going to do in terms of signing any any players and uh, where, where were these trades going to come from? And then leading up to spring training and now getting through all of spring training and, and thinking about these final roster moves as the Sox uh, start to break camp and head to Houston. I can't believe uh, we're here. I got this last game on Tuesday against the Cubs. Uh Late on Sunday evening, Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times uh, provided some clarity on what this White Sox roster could look like. Uh, infielder, outfielder Romy Gonzalez and right-hander Gregory Santos uh, making the opening day roster per source. Uh, Sox bench looks like Sebi Zavala, Hanser Alberto, Gavin Sheets, and Romy Gonzalez. Uh, of course, Lurie Garcia is out. Uh, Rule 5 draft pick Nick uh, Avila and journeyman Brian Shaw are out as well. And it sure looks like Oscar Colas is in at right field. Again, nothing official uh, right now. Uh, there's some comments from uh, Sox manager Pedro Grafol regarding this roster process. We've just got to pick the guys uh, we think are going to mesh together and give us the most versatility and coverage in things we think are important, Grafol said. Uh, but try to cover everything is almost 
impossible. Uh, a word about that versatility thing. I think there's a lot of folks, and I get it. Uh, where's Jake Berger at? You know, Jake Berger should be on this roster. And I do think it comes down to uh, versatility. I don't trust Jake Berger with the glove. I know he's been working at first base, not just third base. Uh, so, yeah, he can mash. His bat is ready for uh, MLB, and he can mash lefties. I don't know if that's enough to keep him on the lineup. Uh, we'll see. He he deserves a shot somewhere, though. You know, and I don't I, – I, He just there's just a log jam. It's tough for Jake Berger with this organization. So I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but uh, obviously an easy guy to root for. Uh, he's got pop in that bat. He showed it off uh, this spring, uh, but that versatility word, uh, obviously that Grafol talks about, uh, I, that's where I think about what in terms of Jake Berger. Uh, Grafol uh, said several questions come up when making those tough decisions. Uh, you try to go through every single scenario and you're always going to be missing on one or two, he said. Uh, can this guy can can this guy play out there? What if this happens? Can we cover this? If that happens, can we cover this? Uh, what if they bring in a lefty? What if they bring in a righty? Uh, what if we need a base runner? Uh, what if we had already pinch hit and we have an injury? Uh, we're going to do our very best to be well-suited to cover many different scenarios with the understanding that something may come up that we just either can't cover it or we can't cover it the way we want to cover it because we tried to attack another area we felt was more important. Over time, that's the one thing I've learned. Uh, but the reason for the difficult decisions are because there are a lot of guys that do a lot of really good things. And Plain and simple, it's just what kind of lineup uh, does Pedro Grafol and his coaching staff want to put out there? You know, what type of brand of baseball uh, is he most comfortable trying to play and trying to achieve? Uh, now, the core guys, there was nothing he was going to do with some of those core guys, and, and there's a and there's a good deal of them. Uh, obviously, no more Jose Abreu, but uh, Andrew Vaughn now slides into the I think that core group. Uh, those guys that. Uh, that were here, he really, you know, it's not like he's going to cut those guys uh, or try to ask for a trade or anything. So it's those those fringe guys, those utility guys, those reserves, and uh, you know, it's been made uh, it's been made a lot of conversations about uh, over the last, especially couple weeks. You know, do you go with Billy Hamilton with the new rules and you know? Uh, bigger bases and he could be so valuable and he brings a lot to the clubhouse and he can be a defensive replacement you know I I was a little surprised about Billy Hamilton I really was Romy Gonzalez uh, had a rough start to the spring and he was hyped up all off season uh, before Elvis Andrews remember he was going to be the starting second baseman uh, and all of those hype videos and how early he got into Glendale and all the work he's been putting in. And, and Pedro Grafol said a lot of positive things about him. And, and this is where I wonder, just conspiracy theory, I guess, if Pedro Grafol already knew a, a long time ago, like, look, I want Hanser Alberto and I want Romy Gonzalez. And unless something drastic happens, uh, you know, we're going with those guys and maybe Lurie Garcia just wasn't a Pedro Grafol guy. You know, he, he's not somebody that, uh, you know, I, I just basically had to take on when I took this job and I didn't want that. Now, uh, no real clear word on what's going to happen to Lurie Garcia, but obviously not on the opening day roster. 
Uh, in terms of the bullpen, it sounds like the White Sox will carry 13 pitchers. Uh, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Lopez, uh, Jose Ruiz, Jimmy Lambert, and lefties Aaron Bummer and Jake Diekman. Uh, assuming Bummer is good to go after his uh, late start in camp, uh, should make up the top seven. So who's that eighth spot? Is that maybe Gregory Santos? Uh, a lot of people were thinking maybe it's going to be Nick Avila. Uh, but Santos, uh, again, not a huge sample size in the spring. Lively arm. I think he touched 100 miles per hour a few times. A young guy, Pedro Grafol, great things to say about him. Be nice to have a power arm in that bullpen, especially as we wait uh, on Garrett Crochet and obviously uh, waiting on Liam Hendricks. Uh, speaking of Hendricks, the big question is how Grafol manages it uh, without Hendricks, who is undergoing treatment for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. As he said he has no set closer, although Graveman has the most experience of the group closing games and Lopez the best stuff. Sox manager Pedro Grafol recently said the plan in those situations is going to be leveraging it out, not going to have a designated closer uh, without Hendricks, of course. We're going to leverage the bullpen, and the first day we'll have everybody available. Second day, we probably won't. Uh, once we get past the first day, unless we throw a complete game, we won't have one or two of those guys available. So that is going to change on a daily basis. Uh, in addition to Graveman, the Sox could also turn to Joe Kelly, Aaron Vummer, or Ronaldo Lopez. Kelly uh, has a 2.57 ERA and six strikeouts in seven innings this spring, not including uh, Monday, which he did pitch uh, against the Cubs. He looked good. Uh, he's really impressive to me, Grafol said. He's got he's a big, not a big guy, six foot one, 180 pounds. He's got some kind of power. He's an unbelievable athlete. He's got a lot of strength through the body. He's one of these guys you look at 98, 100 mile per hour with power stuff. Uh, he slows the game down. He's a veteran pitcher. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I was personally uh, not a fan of Joe Kelly last year. Talking about slowing the game down. Uh, that man has had to make some adjustments when it's come to the pitch clock as he was a, a human rain delay. Uh, far too inconsistent last season. Seemed to be hurt uh, too many times to be reliable. And, you know, I like what I've seen so far in the spring. I really have. Uh, and Bummer, God, he has not pitched much at all. He pitched uh, on Monday against the Cubs. And uh, if healthy, he, you know, he provides an angle, something different with his delivery. I was watching him closely on Monday on the Marquee Network, unfortunately. But, you know, the way Bummer delivers, you know, when he releases that lefty motion, it's almost like he's releasing behind a left-handed batter, a little bit like Chris Sale. And he's got a funky motion. I think it's tough to pick up when that slider and off-speed stuff is right. He's almost unhittable. We've seen those stretches uh, from Aaron Bummer. So uh, hopefully he is healthy and uh, he's a guy that uh, we rely on. No Tanner Banks. I know a lot of folks uh, confused on Tanner Banks. He was he was big for the White Sox in 2022. Uh, and, I, and I thought he pitched fairly well in Cactus League play. So we'll see what you know happens in the future with Tanner Banks. I think he's going to be of some value uh, this season. It was good to see Andrew Vaughn back in action and Romy Gonzalez flexing the power again. Uh, but Clevenger got rough, roughed up and Hanser Alberto got hit. Uh, more on that in a moment.
Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Uh, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Uh, That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Uh, Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Uh, Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right uh, qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. Uh, that's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB uh, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's get to that uh, Monday game. Uh, Sox tied the Cubs 6-6. Six to six. Uh, Mike Clevenger on the hill for his final tune-up before the regular season. Uh, and it was rough from the get-go. Uh, first inning, uh, he only went a third of an inning. Uh, gave up four hits, uh, four runs. They were all earned, zero strikeouts, and one walk. He looked uh, just out of sorts, did not look comfortable at all, and the Cubs jumped all over him. Uh, Ramsey uh, came in to clean things up, and then Clevenger came back and pitched in the second inning, uh, really just to get some innings and to get his pitch count up. Uh, Gave up a two-out solo home run to Dansby Swanson in the second. Uh, Stayed in through the game through the fifth and uh, a part of the sixth before he was relieved. Final Mike Clevenger line uh, from Monday, four and a third innings, uh, seven hits, six runs, six earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, uh, one home run, uh, his spring ERA 6.89. Uh, While not pleased with the location of his pitching, Clevenger was pleased with his stuff and pitch sequencing as the outing progressed and proclaimed himself fit for the season to begin. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready, he said. I need to get mechanical stuff out of my head. Uh, In the first inning, I was still thinking about the stuff and uh, we were working on in the bullpen. Now, Again, Mike Clevenger is one of those pitchers uh, that the commissioner's office said uh, maybe a month or so ago, look, these uh, these motions, this windup, that's not allowed anymore. The herky-jerky stop and start, confusion stuff, can't do that. Uh, so Mike Clevenger's had to really work on uh, a whole new motion. And the start previous to the one on Monday, he really looked out of sorts, very herky-jerky. And I'm wondering if he's just thinking about that, you know, to his quote, if he's thinking about that way too much on this new repeatable motion that he's trying to work on. So it was rough, but if he says he's ready, I guess he's ready. Ramsey, Graveman, Bummer. Bummer looked good. He really did. Kelly looked good as well. And Navarro were all of your Sox pitchers. Sox offense, six runs. Five of the runs were scored in the ninth inning. Uh, Ten hits, two extra base hits, a three-run home run by Romy Gonzalez. Man, he has come on as of late uh, these last uh, ten days or so. Sacks were three for 11 uh, with runners in scoring position. 
Uh, Hanser Alberto, scary moment. Uh, he was hit by a pitch in his fingers in the fifth inning, uh, left the game immediately. According to a few sources, uh, White Sox say Hanser Alberto, uh, who was hit by a pitch on the right hand, uh, he is going to be fine. Uh, so that is uh, very good news. Again, he has had such a great spring. He has earned uh, that spot uh, on the White Sox roster. So I doubt he'll play on Tuesday, but but you never know. Uh, Andrew Vaughn returned, though. He played first base. Uh, he went one for three with a base hit. Sounds like his back is feeling uh, much better. After the game, the White Sox reassigned right-hand pitcher uh, Kenan Middleton, uh, catcher Sebastian Rivero, infielders Eric Gonzalez, which uh, Eric Gonzalez I thought had a pretty good spring too, and Zach Remillard. Uh, outfielders Billy Hamilton, Adam Hasley, and Jake Marisnik uh, reassigned to minor league camp. Uh, no word, uh, no specific word on Lurie Garcia. Uh, with the moves, the White Sox have 33 left in camp, 18 pitchers, uh, two catchers, nine infielders, and four outfielders. According to a Sun-Times article by Daryl Van Scoven, barring injuries, the opening day roster is shaping up as follows. Starting pitchers, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, uh, Lucas Giolito, Mike Clevenger, and Michael Kopech in that order. Uh, relief pitchers, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Jose Ruiz, Jake Diekman, Aaron Bummer, Gregory Santos, Jimmy Lambert, and Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, catchers, Yasmani Grandal and Sebi Zavala. Infielders, Tim Anderson, Elvis Andrews, Andrew Vaughn, Yoan Mancata, Gavin Sheets, Hanser Alberto, uh, Romy Gonzalez, outfielders, Andrew Benatendi, Luis, Robert, Oscar Colas, and Aloy Jimenez. Uh, White Sox will apparently announce the roster officially on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully there are many differences between last season and this upcoming season, but playing with a sense of urgency during the early months could be uh, one of the deciding factors. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, the Built Bar Madness Bracket is here. We know you uh, you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com uh, to vote for your favorites. You know I'm going to be voting for Double Chocolate Puff. Uh, so go out and support your favorite Built Bar or Puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built uh, not only that, but one lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription of Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight uh, to your door. If you have not already, you have got to try Built. Uh, Built, the best protein bar ever. Uh, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. Uh, they are high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're out there. Uh, you can vote every day in March, uh, so hop in and support uh, your pick. Some insight into Pedro Grafol's approach and some predictions uh, from Scott Merkin, a beat writer for the White Sox for MLB.com. Saw this article on WhiteSox.com. Uh, big picture predictions aren't near his preparation, even when uh, talk arises of a fast start. A fast start to the season would be nice, 
Energy is a must, but I'm here now, man, uh, Grafol said. I'm in the moment. Uh, what do you mean by season? 10 games, 15 games, 20 games? I'm here now. Um, very meta, uh, very mindful of Pedro Grafol. But I think playing with a sense of urgency from the get-go is absolutely uh, important. Uh, Grafol has said, look, uh, you're not going to win the World Series in April and May, but you can lose it. And last year, the White Sox were 8-12 and 12 in April, 15-12 uh, and 12 in May, and 12-15 and 15 in June. So through June, uh, the Sox were 35-39 and 39 and were six games back in the division. Uh, they finally were able to cut the deficit to one game on August 16th, but that was the closest uh, they could get. So coming out hungry, you know, coming out fast, you know, punching some teams right in the mouth, uh, being prepared, uh, taking, you know, taking advantage. Uh, that's what I would like to see. You know, I get it. You know, people will always say to me, and maybe it's happened to you, look, it's just April. This is a long season. You better relax. Yeah, I get that. But some of those games that you let go in April and May, you know, they add up. And then come, you know, September, you're like, wow, oh, man, we're, we're back three games. Well, you know, some of those games early on, uh, cold weather, those are tough games. Those are scrappy games. Uh, you can play with some urgency and grab some of those, you know, stack the wind, so to speak. Uh, it's going to be advantageous, especially for those dog days uh, of summer. Uh, now, according to Merkin, uh, he says, you know, what needs to go right? And he picked good health. Everybody's talking about good health locally, nationally. You know, if the White Sox are going to have a chance in the AL Central, it's got to be health because of what we've seen the last several years. I would say urgency, fundamentals, being prepared, out managing and outplaying your opposition. I think that is something that, uh, you know, affected the White Sox so many times, especially when we played Cleveland. We just got outmanaged, we got outplayed. You know, looking at our lineup and, and when we had most of our guys healthy compared to Cleveland's lineup, we should have been able to beat them. I would even take our pitchers, too. But we just got outplayed. Uh, guys were out of position and opposition took advantage of that kind of stuff. So fundamentals, being prepared, uh, not guessing. You know, Jose Castro talked about it uh, this offseason from the hitting standpoint. Mike Tosar, you know, knowing what you're going to expect from your opposition, uh, whoever's on that mound, whatever arm you see. So it's not as much of a guessing game. There will be some guessing, I'm sure, but to be prepared more times than not. Set yourself up for success. Uh, in terms of health, look, so far, so good. I'm a little worried about Andrew Vaughn's back. He says it's fine. He played Monday. I just hope it isn't something that comes barking uh, and is a problem in some of these colder months uh, for Vaughn. Mancada, uh, you know, he something happened with his back recently. He said it's okay, it's no big deal. I don't, you know, the, the socks aren't being too specific. Uh, you didn't see him in action on Monday, probably aren't going to see him in action in Tuesday. He'll have a rest day on Wednesday, so we'll see. That, that's a bit of a problem. Uh, but uh, other than that, everything looks so far so good, uh, health wise. Uh, Merkin said the great unknown will be who the closer is. 
And just to, you know, Grafol's previous uh, comments that I talked about earlier in the episode in terms of closer, which it sounds like it's going to be by committee. I hope it's somebody like Ronaldo Lopez if they choose. I love his stuff. It sounds like he wants it, even though he has no real track record. Uh, but that takes a very specific mindset to close a game, to come in there. You watch that lot last Comiskey, especially uh, part three, talking about Bobby Thigpen and some of the other bullpen arms. That is a different mindset, you know, to come in and, and want that situation. And if you're going with committee, I think that's a difficult that's a difficult game to play, rotating guys, uh, you know, uh, to get yourself amped up of one day I'm going to be coming in for relief in the sixth or seventh. And then, you know, tomorrow I might be in a tense situation trying to close the game. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I would love if they if they chose somebody and just fit and just said, you know what, you're our guy uh, until Hendricks uh, comes back. So we'll see. Uh, Merkin uh, said team MVP will be Anderson. Tough one to argue with, uh, but if healthy, of course, uh, Luis Robert. I think he can be. Uh, I'm obviously on both sides, uh, defensively and uh, offensively. Haven't heard too much of, you know, he hasn't made a lot of noise in Glendale. He had a little bit of success in the World Baseball Classic, talked about uh, its impact and, and how it got him ready now for the, for the season to playing in some meaningful, intense games for his country. So, I want to see Robert play 140. Can we can we get him at 150 games and see what happens? Uh, all the promise for Luis Robert. I, I think he can be the team MVP. Uh, team Cy Young, uh, Merkin says Dylan Cease. A, a fairly obvious choice, of course, but heavy is the head that wears the crown. He is going to have a bullseye on his back, folks. Uh, you know it. Uh, again, he didn't win the Cy Young, but he came awfully close. He had one heck of a year. Uh, and everybody, every team, every lineup is going to be circling Dylan Cease. I want the best. I'm going after this guy. Uh, it's it's a Dylan Cease day. Great, and and they are gonna they are gonna be you know amped up for something like that. I think you're gonna see uh, hitters attack Dylan Cease uh, early, and in at bat. I don't think they're gonna want to get two strikes on a Dylan Cease where he's got some nasty secondary stuff. He can really cut you up. Uh, with what he throws. Uh, so I, you know, we'll, we'll see again, you know, are they going to be patient? You know, Dylan Cease can be kind of erratic at times. He's had a problem with the walks. I don't know if you want to play that game. You know, if you get something early uh, in an at bat, you might jump all over that. Uh, so maybe strikeouts are a little down for Dylan Cease, but that means, you know, not as many pitches uh, are on that arm. So he might be able to go deeper in game, something to, to look for. A bold prediction, Merkin had uh, Anderson wins the AL Most Valuable Player. That is a bold prediction. I went team. Uh, you want bold? You want crazy? Uh, White Sox make it to the ALCS. They make it to the ALCS. I think that is bold. Uh, maybe not locally, but nationally. That, that's a huge, bold statement. Uh, Merkin said, uh, in terms of Anderson, after an injury plagued uh, 2022, a microcosm of a season, which was a disappointment for the entire organization. Anderson is driven, challenged and having fun with baseball. His full value will be felt once again for the White Sox and throughout MLB in 2023. I asked my co-host, uh, Pat Hester on my weekly, uh, White Sox podcast, good guys talk back. Who is the guy uh, that the White Sox just can't afford to lose at all for any long stretch. 
And, you know, he went with Dylan Cease. He went with a pitcher, which I think is smart. He's your ace. You cannot be without your ace. Uh, but I think Anderson is a guy that, you know, we saw what happened last season when he was when he was out. Uh, the Sox seemed to be turning a corner a little bit. He was gone. He got hit on the finger. He had surgery. He was done for. And the Sox just couldn't recover. You know, so many players have talked about how he is the guy. He starts everything out, uh, you know, offensively. We need him out on defense, and he is the clubhouse guy. Uh, he brings everything together. So uh, expecting a big year from Tim Anderson. I don't know about AL most valuable player, but I think he's going to have a very good year. If he, if he wins AL uh, most valuable player, boy, his stock has definitely gotten out of the reach of Jerry Reinsdorf's wallet. Uh, something to follow for sure. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. Uh, you can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball uh, win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the very best uh, fantasy draft strategies. Find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, on the next episode, going to continue to bring you the latest happenings one last time from Glendale, Arizona, as the White Sox inch closer to that meeting with the Houston Astros on opening day. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.